0: Hey, how's everybody doing and welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 68 and today I'm going to be talking about game one of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Miami Heat and Boston Celtics, giving my full analysis of the game. Now, before I get into it, if you want to check out my prediction for this series, as well as the series that's starting tonight between the Golden State Warriors and Dallas Mavericks, check out my previous episode as I talked with Jacob Karabatz's good friend at UNC, as we talked about the Game 7s from the previous round, as well as giving our predictions, potential X-Factors, and key matchups for both the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. It was a bit of a longer episode, but if you want to cut midway through the episode just to hear our predictions and who we think is going to advance to the NBA Finals, go ahead and do that. But without further ado, let's get straight into it. The Miami Heat defended home court, beat Boston 118-107, to 107, led by Jimmy Butler's 41 points, 12 of 19 shooting, 17 of 18 from the free throw line. He also had 9 rebounds, 5 assists, and then on the defensive end, 4 steals and 3 blocks. Jimmy Butler truly did it all, demonstrating why he's a superstar in this league. He's been underestimated this entire season along with this Heat team, and I think The Heat really woke a lot of people up to their potential on the defensive side of the ball, and it all starts with Jimmy Buckets. But he was not alone. Tyler Hero had a really good game off the bench, 18 points. Gabe Vincent, an undrafted guard, he had 17 points and a few really good defensive plays. He really impressed me with his play, especially in the second half. And then the team overall just absolutely hounding Boston on the defensive end—twelve blocks and ten steals. It was absolutely some of the some of the best defense I've seen in recent memory. Uh, getting the just intercepting passes, jumping into passing lanes, getting deflections, uh, stealing the ball. Just I mean, before Boston can even cross half court get their offense initiated, it was really really impressive, and they truly flipped a switch in that third quarter. Now it was Boston who actually threw the first couple punches as Jason Tatum had 21 points in the first half on 9-14 shooting. He looked unstoppable, like he was going to carry on that momentum from the Milwaukee series, but Miami put it to a halt as in that second half. He was, he was abysmal. I mean, he was bad. One of seven from the field, six turnovers, six turnovers, and they were all in the third quarter. Miami really got to him, put, ramped up the pressure, and it truly affected Tatum and Boston's entire offense. Jalen Brown put up 24 points, but 15 came in the fourth quarter, so that needs to be noted, and then Peyton Pritchard and Robert Williams, Williams, who had a really nice comeback game from injury, they both had 18 points. But if you've been a listener of the podcast for a long time, you know we gotta get the numbers out of the way. Let's truly break down how Miami was able to flip the switch the way they did, because they were down 8 at halftime. Boston was hitting a lot of tough shots, they were shooting a very high percentage from the field and to be quite honest, Miami came out flat. I thought the backcourt of Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, both undrafted. I, I was thinking, this isn't this isn't it. They don't have it. They're good players, really good for the regular season. But you need that firepower. Why not start Hero and Oladipo? Those were my first thoughts because, I especially Struess, I thought he was horrible in the first half. But in the second half, once they got more comfortable, they really did a good job defensively. I'm now realizing why they get their minutes. Gabe Vincent, I mean an absolute round of applause for me. What a diamond in the rough for Miami to to discover. He gives me a a few flashes of Fred Van Vliet in terms of his scrappiness on defense. I mean, he was always around the ball. He got like two steals in like a couple minutes just off of swiping it away from Robert Williams in the post. He was very, uh, you know, just a very smart player on defense. He gets up into you. He pressures the ball. And then on the other side, he hit some really big shots. He had that deep three over Tatum. That uh, went along with his 17 points. But uh, Gabe Vincent filling in for Kyle Lowry, I am a lot more comfortable uh, with Miami's backcourt seeing how he played, especially, again, in that second half when Miami completely turned it around. And then Max Struess, I'm now understanding why he gets these minutes, because originally, season prior was Duncan Robinson, they paid him five years, $90 million, but Max Strus can shoot the ball just as well as Duncan, but he can play defense. He's a bigger player in terms of you know strength, uh, length. He's probably a- around the same, but he's got. I feel like he's a lot better defensively on ball, off ball. He had a, a couple nice uh, defensive plays as well. And man, he has a really fast release on the other end, so he still maintains that offensive uh, power that uh, you want in in a shooting guard. So the backcourt for Miami a complete 180 in my head. Uh, in terms of confidence level, because you need a really solid backcourt uh, to to win at at this stage, and uh, I really think they proved a lot of people uh, wrong last night. Uh, any any disbelievers in their backcourt, including me, but they were obviously just a couple pieces to the puzzle. Let's go into the third quarter where it. I mean, again, Boston is down eight, or Boston is up eight rather at halftime, and Miami storms out on a twenty-two to two run with, I mean, steals all over the place, easy fast break layups. Boston didn't make a field goal for the first six minutes of the third quarter. I think it was stunning. It was unbelievable how just tenacious and how much they got up into the Boston Celtics, completely disrupting any offensive flow that they had in the first half. They would outscore Boston 39 to 14. Plus twenty five. It completely ended the game right there. They had all the momentum. And then in that fourth quarter, Jimmy Butler, obviously, just picking and choosing who he wanted to go at, hitting tough middies all over the court. And, man, he is really, really solid. But just the defensive, I mean, their ability, their versatility on defense to switch anyone out on any player. Bam Adebayo is special. That guy can guard positions one through five. I mean, he's guarding Jalen Brown out on the perimeter. Brown gets a quick first step on him, and he blocks a layup. I, I mean, the recovery speed from a center, a guy of that size, is incredible. He had three blocks on the night. Actually, he might have had four blocks. To go along with the team's 12, I thought Oladipo was really scrappy on the defensive end. P.J. Tucker, I said this yesterday uh, with the guest episode with Jacob, P.J. Tucker is a huge X factor for me because he's not going to put up all the points. He might make a corner three or two at this point, but he's just the heart and soul of a defense. He's another wing defender that you can throw at Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. And when he came back in that third quarter from that potential injury that he had on his ankle or foot, it looked like an ankle injury, but when he came back, it sparked something, either that or something at halftime in the locker room, his presence, I think just fired up Miami's defense and it showed because again, 22 to two run, they forced six turnovers on Jason Tatum. And I mean... I just look at this Miami team, there's not a liability on the defensive end that you can really pick on. The only one would be Tyler Hero, but his offensive production is just too important. It, it offsets his defensive uh, pot- uh, potential to not be great defensively, but he held his own, I thought, and they just have so many switchable pieces on pick and roll. And it shows this isn't Milwaukee where Jason Tatum could pick on some smaller guards like George Hill and Pat Connaughton, even, uh, I mean, we know how great Drew Holiday is, but It's going to be very tough for Tatum and Brown to get easy matchups because of how good Miami is, how aggressive they are, how much they get up into you, and they showed all of that, all of their defensive capabilities in that third quarter. And then the thing is, when you play that level of defense and you force these turnovers, you're getting easy baskets on the other end. And that's what we saw, and this is something Boston's really going to have to clean up because Tatum was just sloppy. I mean, very errant passes. I know he was getting swarmed, double, almost triple teamed at times by Miami, but they that's their game plan. They're going to put him in uncomfortable situations, and he didn't do a great job of adapting to it last night. I mean, he was driving into multiple players um he, he was making these very like lobby passes down low to Robert Williams, very risky passes. Uh that with Miami's rotation with how fast it is, they can easily, just easily pick off these passes. And then the ones at mid-court where I mean he's just telegraphing these passes to Jalen Brown or Robert Williams. Butler got those two steals uh to to that led to fast break points. But we saw how great Tatum was in the first half, and then the second half. We saw some potential liabilities. His playmaking has been so good in these playoffs too. I just, I mean, all of it got caught me completely off guard with the with the immediate turnaround in the play styles because I thought Boston's ball movement wasn't as good in the second half. I thought they got a little more ISO-y than they should have. They put uh, Tatum with the ball in ISO situations a lot where they said, go make a play. I thought there need to be a bit uh, more team cohesiveness and uh, this is where I'm going to put some accountability on Jalen Brown. Because he had 24 points, but 15 came in the fourth quarter when the game was pretty much over. Nine points in the third quarter. He needs to be more aggressive. He needs to look for a shot. He needs to be better with the ball. He needs to ask for the ball. It can't just be Tatum. Especially if Marcus Smart's going to be out for game two. Because we saw that when Miami focuses just on Tatum, they made him very careless with the basketball. And they really exposed... Part of this Boston offense in my opinion because if Brown can't create his own shot and this is what I was talking about yesterday if Brown can't be a threat to create his own shot be a shot creator with the ball like a secondary scorer with the capabilities of him I mean Brown is so talented on offense if he can't do that Miami's gonna keep I mean they're gonna keep running at Tatum with multiple defenders they're gonna keep crowding the lane to prevent a dribble drive penetration they're really gonna step out on his three-pointer and I I, th- I know Tatum's going to correct some of these things, but they need that second guy to beat this Miami defense because when you have two players who can really create their own shot and hit tough shots, like I know both of them can, makes Miami's defense a lot, a lot easier to get through. And it might put some pressure away from Tatum because we saw that big first half and all the focus was on him, all five eyes on Tatum. And then that's where you'd potentially like to see, you know, Grant Williams, maybe he tries to hit uh, a, f- a few more shots, only took five shots. Uh, Robert Williams, I-, I thought he was very good, but this is where the uh, a third ball handler in Marcus Smart really comes into play. And then a guy who can stretch the floor like Al Horford. So injuries definitely play a role. But that third quarter, man, they the Miami Heat just blitzed Boston and it, they looked helpless out there and, and especially Tatum because those six turnovers were just all completely careless plays. And I mean, he, he, I don't, I don't want to say he looked lost, but it's really because of Miami's pressure. And if Boston can't handle Miami's pressure with or without smart, they're not going to win this series. So my keys for Boston in game two to even it up, because if they go down too well, this series is not over. Not at all. They could win two at home, make it 2-2, but this is a really well-balanced Miami team that is tenacious on defense, and they've got scores, and they've got Jimmy Butler, who he just slows the game down. Such a crafty player. Gets to the free throw line a lot, and they, you know, Boston's got a tall task, but what they need to do in game two, one, take care of the ball. They can't be blindly driving into multiple defenders like Tatum was. That's where all their turnovers came from. They have to make smart passes. They, I mean, I feel like a lot of those third quarter points for Miami were just, it was just given to them because they were, it was very errant passes or just, just getting it, driving into double teams. And that plays right into Miami's hands because that's their bread and butter, their defense. So taking care of the ball is going to be a huge thing. They had 16 turnovers, but it felt like way more. And then again, Jalen Brown, he's going to really need to step up as the second scorer. Again, I know he had 24 points, but those three pointers he was hitting in the fourth quarter, take them earlier on, get more involved early. It was the Jason Tatum show in the first half, but why can't it be you too? Especially if you're going to be shorthanded. This is the time for him to step up. He's a max player. He's a fantastic two-way player. I love Jalen Brown. The only reason I'm saying this is because I have such a big belief in him. Because in my opinion, he's he can be the third best player in the series. But I don't know if he really played like it yesterday in the first three quarters because of his lack of aggression. And I mean, he just looked he, I don't know. He just looked slow and, and bam out of bio, really. Just again, a special talent defensively did such a good job on him. But he's gonna he I want him to hunt his shot. And then most importantly, for number th- reason number three and this kind of plays into the to my second key to victory but ball movement move the ball i mean they're ball moving against Milwaukee i know they're playing a drop defense instead of you know going over screens and blitzing ball handlers like Miami was but the more they move the ball they'll get those open shots for Pritchard and Grant Williams and you know you might be able to find Tyce a bit down low I mean, Aaron Nesmith didn't shoot the ball well, no points, but he had three blocks. He really showed that he belongs in this series, uh, especially on the defensive end, because obviously Boston's going to need to do a better job guarding Jimmy Butler. I have my concerns about putting Pritchard on the floor for as much as they did, because man, they were just picking on him with anyone. But either way, this is a defensive battle. Miami won game one, but there's no need to overreact. It's one game. It's still Jason Tatum, who has ascended in these playoffs. Ime Udoka, great coach. I believe he's going to find ways around Miami's defense because, you know, if someone's the the classic team, if, if, someone, if someone is double-teamed, someone is always open. So he's got to focus a lot on that ball movement and not play so much iso ball because against this defense, I don't believe it'll work, especially with the caliber of defenders they have from Butler to Adebayo to, you know, the scrappy guards with Vincent and Struis and and then Oladipo off the bench because, yeah, this is a very deep Miami team. I think the biggest theme for me was Miami should not be underestimated anymore. I know they had an easy road to get here, but they really showed last night that they belong. Jimmy Butler and company has arrived. Got to give Eric Spolster credit, but what a good first game. Very, very amusing. uh, Very exciting to watch. Again, the third quarter, it was just a uh, bad Boston basketball, beautiful defense from Miami. It's always amazing. It's like, it's like a picture when you see great defense being played. I know there's some careless plays from Boston's end, but you got to give Miami the credit because to go on, uh, into the half down eight and then go up 17 at the end of the third quarter and just 12 minutes of play, truly, truly impressive. But that's going to do it for today's episode of 125 Unfiltered. Hopefully you enjoyed. tomorrow. I have another guest episode as we're going to talk not only about the Warriors and Mavericks game one, but the lottery happened last night and we're going to be giving, uh, you know, some potential uh, guesses at who's going number one overall between, you know, Javari Smith, Chet Holmgren, Paula Caro all of the good stuff. I'm going to keep you guys tuned in with all NBA analysis and recaps. So again, Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.